Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's session of Selling the Couch. Today, I wanted to just go over my online course tools uh tech stack. So basically 11 no-code tools that I'm using to create an, an amazing online course. I've experimented with a whole bunch of different pieces of software to kind of get this set up and I'm excited to share with you. So before we jump in, uh, if you haven't heard of this term, no-code tools, it's basically tools that don't require any sort of code. So any sort of advanced programming or anything like that, you can often just you know click a bunch of different buttons and follow a pretty easy step-by-step process to get your online course up and running and do various things to market your online course. So the very first thing that I, uh, that's sort of part of my uh, tech stack is what I call an all-in-one platform. You know, initially when I started the HealthCasters podcasting course back in 2015, I uh, used a, just something that I had found online called Zippy Courses. And Definitely the online creation and online course creation space wasn't what it is today. And that served me well, but it I ran into a bunch of different issues. And among them was the fact that I had a place to host my online course. I put my course videos, but I had to figure out all of the other stuff, like the email marketing, any of that kind of stuff, where to put my sales page. If I wanted to accept payment, uh, the Zippy courses did that, but there was just a bunch of stuff that was lacking. So a few years in, I started looking into what's called an all-in-one platform, and I narrowed it down to Kajabi or Kartra, which I think Kajabi is still a great option, one to definitely look into. But the one we settled on is Kartra, and uh, Kartra spelled K-A-R-T-R-A. And this is basically where we house our online course, but it's also where we onboard students. So we set up our email to you know welcome students into our online course. It's also, they've got a nice little screen uh, when you log in where you can see like sales that have come in or the number of people that have subscribed to an email list. It also allows you to upload your course videos right in there within Kartra. So you don't have to use an external thing like a Vimeo or something like that. And there's some bunch of different little things that uh, we're still experimenting with. One of the newer-ish things that Kartra's rolled out is like surveys. So for example, if your course students want, you want to get feedback from your course students in terms of what's going well and uh, what to improve, 
They've got surveys that enable you to do that. But my most favorite part about Kartra is they have a help desk so that you can deliver fantastic support to your students. So I know that all of us have seen this on a website where if you look on the bottom right, you know, it's like this little minimized kind of icon. And when you click it, it something pops up and you can basically chat with the person or you can send a message. So that's what a, basically a help desk was. And the reason that when I, at that point of uh, where I was deciding, Kajabi didn't offer that. And when I looked into some alternatives like a Zendesk, um, it was just going to be like quite expensive. And I just like the fact that Carter included this. So practically what this means is, let's say uh, a student needs to update a credit card or they, you know, somebody in, this is more like in our online course mastermind, let's say they need to update a credit card, they can actually message us through the portal. And it just makes it so much easier. This is probably the one thing that if there's anything to take away from this is really consider an all in one platform, because it just saves a lot of like headaches. And what you will often find is you would think that, you know, like if I just piece together a bunch of stuff together, you know, $10 here, $5 there, but that all of that starts to add up. And it's often better at some point to just to pick an all-in-one platform. Now, the biggest trade-off, um, just to be kind of honest and transparent and give you the full you know, breadth of information, the biggest trade-off with these all-in-one platforms is, well, two things. One is you're, you're, you're kind of in their ecosystem. And so once you're kind of committed to one, it's really hard to, to get out of that system. And then the second thing is, you know, in a hypothetical situation, let's say that all-in-one platform crashes, then, you know, or is hacked or something like that, you've got some real issues. Kartra's has a bunch of security features and, you know, we've used it at this point, I would say four to five years and we haven't run into any crashes or anything like that. But I know they have like backup servers and stuff like that as well. So knock on wood that that will continue. But it's just something that, you know, for the sake of just being helpful, I wanted to share with you. The second thing to consider is community. So Carter doesn't include a community aspect of it, but it's something to consider. So when we had the HealthCasters course, we actually just had a community on Facebook. But for our online course mastermind, I just wanted to give a little bit more of an elevated experience over a free Facebook group. Now, the biggest trade-off of this is it forces the members have to remember like, oh yeah, I don't log in just to Facebook. I have to log into somewhere else. Now, there's a bunch of different ones out there. We picked Circle and Circle provides uh, this very nice, simple, minimalistic experience. But the main thing for me was, I know that so many of us are have this sort of love-hate or just hate with social media. And we're like keenly aware, I think, as clinicians of the negative impact of social media. And I liked the fact that you could create a community on something like Circle while avoiding mainstream social media. So practically what this means is we, you can just log into Circle, have the communication there. Um, and Circle actually provides a weekly kind of roundup email to all of the members. And so they can also tell like what are the most popular conversations that are happening. My most favorite part of Circle, well, two things. First is the ability to create micro rooms for conversations. So for example, in our online course mastermind, we have like a general chat, right? But we also have like little rooms. Like for example, 
course creators that are also podcasting, course creators that are writing on LinkedIn, course creators that are on YouTube. Um, we also you know, have like a room just to share wins. And it's just really neat. It's almost like a Facebook group is like going into a house with no walls, like a very open concept house, where a circle is more like going into a house with rooms and all of that stuff built in. So it just makes it, it makes it just, I think, cleaner. Now the trade-off is you don't want to create a million of these rooms because it can intimidate folks. So we're still trying to find that balance, but I think we've got a, a pretty good number. I think currently we have around 10 to 12-ish kind of micro rooms. The second thing I, I love about Circle is they recently integrated or gave the ability to put courses within Circle. Now, the Healthcasters course lives in Kartra, but we are actually creating a digital version of like our live teaching workshops for our online course mastermind. That way, students can both attend the live sessions, but then they also get like an async or digital version of that recording. And we've housed that in Circle. I went back and forth about whether to, you know, put it in Kartra because we already have our built out on Kartra. But I just kept thinking, you know what, like simple is best. And uh, simple scales, fancy fails is like this mantra that I'm trying to live by. And I was like, you know, practically, I thought, you know, if people are logging into Circle and it's just a matter of just going to a little section in Circle and they've got access to their course material as well. So that's like an added benefit um, to check out as well. And I, I know I mentioned two things, but I just wanted to mention one. You know, I took a lot of art classes. I love design. Circle is beautiful. Um, we, you know, just some of the, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll include a little bit of a, you know, just a quick like screen grab of what it looks like inside. And uh, you can just tell like it's such an elevated experience from like a traditional Facebook group. The, the next thing I wanted to mention is, so you've got your online course up, let's say you've got it up in Kartra, and you're like, man, Mel, how in the world do I accept payments? The cool thing is, you know, with something like Kartra, the payment portal is already built in. Now, we use Stripe, and this is how we accept payments. So it's integrated into Kartra, so the process is very seamless. And you know, and, and it does the same thing. So like the cost is basically 2.9% of whatever your course sale is plus 30 cents per, per purchase. So, you know, whether you use Stripe or PayPal, you're going to get that percentage free. But I just like Stripe a little bit better because on the kind of the back end, we can just track numbers a lot better. And it's just a lot, I don't know, the, the robustness of the data on the back end just seems a little bit better. The next thing that we consider is as you may be wondering, like, how in the world do I record my online course? I've tried a bunch of different things from uh, everything from like something called, gosh, I forgot the, the I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but uh, I've tried just a simple thing like Zoom, you know, like a, basically go into a Zoom meeting by myself and just record the meeting. But what I've actually landed on recently, um, I also tried uh, Ecamm Call, Ecamm Call Recorder, which allows you to do local recordings. Actually, if you're watching again on YouTube, this is recorded on Ecamm. But the thing that I have found when you're recording online courses, because there's multiple lessons and modules and all of that kind of stuff, you really want to have something that's super efficient, i.e. allows you to record really quickly and kind of back to back. The challenge with Ecamm is you get beautiful quality, but then once a recording is done, then it's like 
it's not like an easy way to save it into like segmented folders and stuff like that. So what I use is Loom, L-O-O-M. Um, basically what you can do with this Loom is you can record all of your online course videos on there. So you, when you go into Loom, you can basically select between just showing your face only. You can select between doing a screen share. So uh, just showing your computer screen, for example, like let's say you're demonstrating something in your online course, or you can do what's called a face and screen share. So your face is like in one corner, but the you know your computer screen is taking up the majority of it. Like for example, if you have a PowerPoint presentation or something like that. Now kind of a little hack or a little tip to you as a, as a course creator, what I would do is I would vary it up between those three. So the face, the screen share, and the face and um, screen share. The variation just allows for a more dynamic experience and better course completion rates, i.e. don't do what I did with the first version of the HealthCasters course, which is I basically did only screen shares so nobody ever saw my face and all they heard was like my voice says it. <laughs> so I'm recording these like PowerPoint slides. Okay, so now, you know, before even stepping into the recording piece, um, you're probably wondering, Mel, should I be writing down like what I'm going to be speaking about? I would say yes, but my recommendation is not to script it like word for word, uh, mainly because you want to come across as authentic and human. And I found that it's really hard to do that if you have everything word for word. Like right now, I've got, uh, as I'm recording this, I've got some notes right here, but, and I've got some sentences, but I'm just going to like, you know, do a little mock thing in the moment. But this is how I plan all of our lessons. Bonus, it's an easy way to repurpose content later. So if I'm reading like that, it just, it's so boring. Whereas uh, I would recommend short bulleted notes just so that you can bring and infuse more of your personality into it. And uh, there's just, it just feels more conversational. For lesson planning, we use Notion. And what we do is we have a dedicated template that we have created. Um, we actually give this to our, um, to our mastermind members. Uh, but basically, you can go in and create all of the lessons and templates within Notion. And so the advantage of having sort of a digital asset like this is it's easy to repurpose content later. So, you know, for example, I can pull a lesson from the podcasting course, right? And I can turn it into a solo podcast episode, or I can turn it on into a video like this on YouTube. The next thing to consider is testimonials. And so there's a bunch of actually, well, let me, let me, uh, let me take a little step back. When I first started, and I think it's perfectly okay to do this as well, which is when you're first starting out, like you don't need, you know, some kind of crazy way to get testimonials. Um, it could be as simple as like a Google form that's embedded, or you just email your students every once in a while, like, hey, if you've had a chance to complete the course, would you mind like just submitting a quick testimonial? And if you want to sort of take it to the next level, uh, there's a bunch of different softwares out there. The one I'm currently using is called testimonial.to, which is just an incredible tool uh, for gathering testimonials. Literally, you send a link uh, or you can put the link within your course and students can then click the link and send either a text or a video testimonial. So for example, if they are getting ready to do the video testimonial, 
they click it and there you can literally put questions that you want to answer. So, you know, like a common one is, you know, what was your life like before taking this online course? So they then can see that question and they can just answer it as they're recording the video. That way you have a more powerful testimonial as opposed to something like, you know, the podcasting course was amazing and I loved it, but you're like, what in the world? You know, it's very, very general. Testimonial is a little bit expensive. When I first purchased, it was 50 and it's uh, 50 a month and it's gone up to 60. So again, I love the product, but I am looking at some other options um, just to be like uh, fully transparent. Hey there. I hope that you're enjoying today's podcast session. So I've, you know, jumped back into private practice and I decided to go the private pay route. And one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is how do I tap into outer network benefits for clients that might want to use it? Now, the common sort of perspective or tip that a lot of folks say is just to provide a super bill for clients. But the reality is, I feel like most clients aren't going to go take a super bill and then call the insurance company and then deal with that whole mess of trying to communicate with the insurance companies and waiting on reimbursement and all of that kind of stuff, right? And then at some point, especially if they're keenly aware of budget and stuff like that, they're like, oh my gosh, I may not be able to afford working with this therapist and all of those kind of things, right? This is where Thryzer comes in. And the really cool thing with Thryzer is that they will actually float the clients for the sessions. So basically, when you sign up for Thryzer, you can automatically submit out-of-network claims for your clients. It's simply done through an app. It literally takes seconds. And Thryzer takes care of all of the insurance stress. So we don't have to deal with it as clinicians. Our clients don't have to deal with it. And clients just pay what they owe for for actual sessions, i.e. like the difference between your rate and the reimbursement rate in order to skip the long insurance wait. All they have to do is pay the standard 3% credit card fee. There is no monthly contracts or fees or anything like that. If you would like to try out Thryzer, you can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, enter the promo code STC so that your first $2,500 in fees are waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and Thryzer is spelled T-H-R-I-Z-E-R, and enter the promo code STC. Okay, now one of the things that a lot of therapist course creators get stuck on is okay, Mel, I've got my course up there and isn't this supposed to be passive income? I think in this sort of like online business space, there's a lot of confusing messages out there. And to be honest, like I fell for a lot of these messages as well. But the reality is just because you have an online course, unless you're like some really like uber famous person, you need to do some sort of like marketing for your course. So there's kind of two options. One is the paid version. So you can run, for example, like paid Facebook ads to a free webinar and that free webinar at the end sells your online course. Or you can do what's like traditional social media marketing, which I find uh, that I'm doing these days. And of course you can do a hybrid of the two, which is where I'm going toward. But what there's a bunch of different social media scheduling softwares out there. The main benefit of this is you don't have to be, you can schedule these out ahead. You can have a VA or a virtual assistant do this for you. 
Uh, the one that I use is called SmarterQ. The two benefits of SmarterQ is it integrates with Facebook groups. So, you know, I have a, as I record this, uh, around a 9,000 member Facebook group. And there just aren't a lot of platforms that also post into Facebook groups. There are a lot of them that face that post to Facebook business pages, but not to Facebook groups. Um, I also am writing a ton on LinkedIn. If we haven't connected there, um, let's definitely connect. Um, love to you know get to know you and and see the work that you're doing in the world. But uh, I can basically schedule one post in SmarterQ, and I it automatically goes to Facebook. Uh, my Facebook business page, the Facebook group, and to LinkedIn as well. The other cool thing about SmarterQ is it recycles posts. So for example, let think of it more like containers, right? So um, I post on LinkedIn typically Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Um, for the most part, you know, when it's like summer months or I'm taking off, I pull back a little bit and don't post um, on those Fridays. But um, the benefit is, as you start to have more and more posts, right, SmarterQ can actually recycle some of your older posts, i.e. let's say you just want to take a little bit of a break and want to coast for a little bit, SmarterQ will continue to post those things, some of your older stuff um, up there. So, okay, uh, the one thing you may be wondering is, you know, as you design your course, again, there's a lot of benefit to just having these like talking, talking head you know, what they call talking head um, as you're creating your course. But it's also really nice to have slides, particularly if it's a topic that just has a little bit more technical knowledge. Um, I went, again, I looked at a bunch of different products, but I found Canva has been amazing. And if you're like me and you're listening, you're like, Mel, I didn't know Canva could do slides. Yeah, I didn't know that until, uh, until fairly recently. So Canva has a lot of really modern and clean slide templates for you to choose from. The other benefit is they've already got like animations, graphics, all of this stuff built in. You need the Canva Pro plan to really take advantage of it, but it's around $100 a month if you pay for the year. It's super reasonable, but I find myself using Canva for both the Healthcasters course and anytime we're doing these live teaching workshops for our mastermind I end up using Canva as well. And the students have, you know, the folks, uh, our colleagues in our mastermind have really just, they've loved uh, the presentation. Um, and it's been fun for me, nerdily fun for me <laughs> to create these as well. Now we're going to get a little bit into uh, a little bit more than the, the nitty gritty of this. So again, this is a nice to have. I wouldn't say it's like an essential, but a lot of times as our course students are going through our course, what often piques their curiosity is actually the title, right, of the the next lesson. So there's a great little app called Headliner Studio. It's made by a company called CoSchedule. It costs around nine dollars a month. Um, if I'm doing my math right, about a hundred and eight-ish dollars. Watch my mouth be wrong, but uh, for the year. But basically, what it allows you to do is it create. Uh, you can create engaging course titles, and it makes folks want to consume the lessons because ultimately, the testimonials that you get are driven by people completing your online course. And so, Headline Studio makes this really easy. My favorite parts are two things. So, first of all, they have this composite score um, as you tweak your headlines. So, let's say you know I write and. I write, you know, 11 
no code tools that you should consider, right? Whatever. And it'll give a score and generally above a 70 is a good score, but they also give feedback in terms of how to tweak it. They just released this in the last couple of weeks, but now they have AI built in. So if you're like really stuck or, and you're like, I don't know, I, I don't know what I want to write on. Like they'll have, you can use AI to generate some of these titles for you. Or if you have an existing one, you're like, I just don't know how to like tweak this. You can literally click a button and you can say, hey, um, take this title and make it more catchy. And uh, they'll come up with some suggestions for you. It's really cool. Now, as I mentioned earlier, it's always a good idea to think about how you will market your online course. A couple of episodes ago, I talked about how I think about social media. And one of the things that you know, eight years in now, one of the things that I try to really avoid is I don't go for trending social media. Um, I try to go for things that will, that I can build on for long, that my efforts compound over time, that I'm not doing the same amount of work now at age 41 that I will be in about 10 years, right? That the, the work that I have done um, has now is starting to like just compound and reap rewards over time. So with that in mind, the things that I am focusing on these days are podcasting and YouTube. Um, those are both what I call like playlist type social media. So i.e. generally when people are coming and finding our content, they're consuming multiple pieces of content, which helps to build trust and rapport and all of those kind of things. The number one way that folks learn about the Healthcasters course and actually our mastermind as well is through the STC podcast. And we use Captivate. Um, so cap like Captivate, like you're a captivating person. Yes, you are. <laughs> Captivate helps you host your podcast everywhere effortlessly. Um, plus, the real benefit of using something like a Captivate versus a free podcast host is something called dynamic ads insertion. Um, D-A-I, which is basically you can insert ads on your podcast for your course, but instead of just single episodes, you can insert them throughout the entire podcast, like all of your episodes. So if you're listening to this as a podcast uh, versus on YouTube, because I'm, you know, starting to now record these on YouTube. uh, But by the way, definitely connect with me there. Uh, I'm such a newbie and still figuring this out, but sellingthecouch.com forward slash YouTube will take uh, take you, um, or you can just look up my name and, uh, and find it. But the thing with Captivate is you can insert ads across all of your your episodes. So it's really powerful. So if you're listening, you know, the SDC podcast, you will notice that I have some um, ads, right? And they're, my, they're our own products. And for all of these, and they're going across all of these episodes. That's something that I would highly encourage you to do um, just to let, you know, things compound over time. Now, because we have over 330 episodes uh, around there, right? Um, That's a lot of compounding that can really happen. So definitely think about that as you're marketing. Uh, The stuff that I love when it comes to marketing on online courses, podcasts, YouTube, free email courses, and free webinars are the things that um, I'm thinking a lot about. Speaking of webinars, we 
For our Healthcasters podcasting course, the main way that folks usually learn about it is through our Evergreen podcasting webinar, which you can check out at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. But we use Easy Webinar to manage that. So the number one driver of our online course sales, sales for the Healthcasters course are webinars. Easy Webinar makes it really easy for students to sign up for a webinar. They get a pre and post email sequence. So basically, thank you so much for signing up. I tell them a little bit about my own journey as a podcaster, we give them helpful information. And then once the replay is done, um, they get a, a link to the replay as well. Everything, it definitely takes time to set up on, you know, initially. But again, the benefit is once it's set up, then you can just, uh, it doesn't really matter if one or, or 10,000 people sign up for these evergreen webinars, they get the same sequence over and over and over again. So just to recap, here are the 11 no-code tools that we're using. One, Kartra, which is our all-in-one. Two, Circle, which is how we do community. Three, Stripe payment. Four, Loom for recording our online courses. Five, Notion for lesson planning. Testimonial.to for testimonials. SmarterQ for uh, social media management. Canva for slides, Headline Studio for title generation, Captivate for podcast hosting, and Easy Webinar for webinars. So I hope that you enjoyed today's session and uh, have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business, just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.